Hey guys, welcome to the Improvement Podcast, where the mission is to help young men gain clarity and fulfillment through the pursuit of purpose. On today's episode, we have another special guest. He is a motivational speaker as well as a self-renowned poet and owner of Estevez Clothing Company. We have Monsera Chase Estevez. Thank you for coming to the show, Chase. Thank you, Kavmani, for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming on to the show today. I feel like we're going to offer a lot of value to the listeners. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, so uh, for the people that aren't familiar with your work, could you tell them a little bit more about what you do? Well, first off, I'm a I'm a poet. That's been something that I started when I was younger. Um, in the process of writing a book as well, titled Birds Out the Cage. Um, I'm also a motivational speaker. I spoke at different schools, elementary kids and college students as well. Love being able to give inspiration. I like to call myself the inspiration to the motivation. But something has to spark the motivation, you know. And okay. then last, and last, I'm also a, a, a suit clothing uh, owner, tailor-made suits. It's the best clothing co. That's what I do. That's my baby. And I'm here just to bring light to it and to get every man the best dress wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Gala, weddings, uh, court, uh, All to their that. job, <laughs> everything, walking down the street. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Hey, I respect it. And you, you talked about being the inspiration to the motivation. I like that being the catalyst for some people to take action. That's the type of person that you want to be. You want to be somebody that's a, a positive influence, somebody that's a trendsetter, somebody that's in a way, you know, inspiring people to, you know, want to want to be better than what they are today. Because one yeah. of the things I'll say is that I know in my own personal development journey, maybe in your own too, having that catalyst, that was probably the most important thing in the process. Because of course, without that, none of that momentum, you know, even has like the ability to get started. It's kind of like cranking the yeah. ignition for a car before you start getting the pistons pumping and all that and the gas pumping through, you have to have the key turn, something to light it up, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to have that spark. You know, when you out there, say you ever went camping, you you with the chisel or whatever with that rock, you try to get that <laughs> grass to light. You got to have something to have that spark, you know, and that's what I am. I feel like I'm that spark for a lot of people. You sit down, we talk, we have dialogue. You're going to take something great from me and use it. All it needs is just one person to change the world. That's it. Mm-hmm. If I can be the inspiration for that person, then hey. That's a that's, that's a great guy to be. That's a great guy to be. That spark. And uh, a question I have for you is, what would you say was the spark that led to you starting your suit company? Oh, man. <laughs> Getting good feedback from how I look. Uh-huh. That's, that's one of the main motivations that I had was just being when I was getting soups made and just the reception that I got, I loved it. Um, I don't think it was a self-gratification thing, but it was just how people looked at me differently and how they took just double looks. And I respected that and I loved it. And I was like, if I could have them to look at me like this, I wonder if I could do this for someone else. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to have all of that recognition. I don't have to have all that glory. I'm like, okay, let me project this on someone else. Let's see. And um, I went, I asked some of the guys that I had a couple of suits made, teach me. I want to learn this craft. I want to know all about this. And they taught me. And it took a while, I'm not going to lie. But I also had to find people that I had to work with, like manufacturers. Everybody didn't want to work with me. So I got 
the door closed in my face a lot. Rejection. It's not easy, but we need to go through it. We have to go through it so we can get accepted. You know, the more no's you get, the closer you're going to get to the yes. You know, mm-hmm. so I took that, gained the knowledge, got the ones that worked with me, took them, made deals, and here I am making suits. But yeah, the main thing was the reception that I got just being a looking like a distinguished gentleman is what I really love. And one thing I'll say about it too, is that in a way having all those no's and all those um, obstacles that you run into at the beginning of a venture you start is really needed because it's kind of the thing that cements in your mind, whether or not this is something that you're going to do. And like, if it's mm-hmm. something where like, you don't have a real strong why behind it, it's just something that you want to pick up as a hobby. You don't have like a real tie to it. And when you start to hear those no's, it's like, you know, Maybe this isn't for me. Let me go ahead and just like do something else. <laughs> but the thing is, when you when you push through all those no's and all those uh, trials and tribulations, that's something that can give you the confidence to know this might be the thing for me. Just the fact that I still have the energy to keep on trying this. Right. Yes. Yes. Those no's can build you or they can break you. For me, it built me. And I'm like, OK, the next door. The next door. The next door. I'm not a quitter. I I can't. I can't quit. You know, I've I've dealt with losing. We all lose. How many times can you lose? Like you have to get in your mind. How many times can I lose before I win? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm ready to take those losses so I can gain. So I can gain. It's it's the reason why incline on bench press is harder than decline. It's the reason why going up a hill or a mountain. It's harder than going down it because you're gaining something. You're grabbing on to more in life. Okay. I like the analogy. And um, a question I have for you is when it comes to your clients, what, t- what kind of difference would you say it makes in their confidence whenever they get a brand new suit made by you? The personalization that I do with it and the way that I talk with them during the consultation is how I make them feel, especially you know, because majority of my clients are men and us as men, we don't get asked a lot of questions about how we feel or things that we want. Mm-hmm. So when I sit down, and I, I don't even talk about suits like for the first 10, 15 minutes. Because what's the point? I'm getting a feel for my client because I want to understand them, understand them. I want to have a feel for them because when you gain knowledge about something, you're understanding that. And so you can say, okay, boom, this is what they want. This is what they want. Just like reading, studying, you study a craft, you're going to perfect it. And that's what I do with my clients. I study them. I get to understand them. So whenever we do pick out a suit, it's easy. They feeling it. I write down exactly what they say during the process, things that they like, things that they don't like, things that they want to do further in life, their goals. Because that goes into how we dress. Our personality is our appearance as well. Because what they say, don't judge a book by its cover. But what we do, we judge a book by its cover. We do that, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so that is my thing. That's what makes my client have that supreme confidence and have them being happy. Knowing that you care. I got it. I feel like a lot of guys don't really, uh, really, aren't really used to, looking good. Uh, I feel like like there are a good number of guys out there that 
just, you know, kind of put on whatever. They don't really take time to like really craft like their, their image and how they dress. It's more so you just you know, go with what's functional for the most part. And I feel like a lot of us do ourselves a disservice, myself included. It hasn't been until recently that I started making more of a priority to start dressing better whenever I go out and do different, even errands, that sort of thing. Because I feel like it does really make a difference in how you kind of carry yourself. If you dress like somebody that's important or like somebody that has some value, then it kind of mm-hmm. comes out in your personality. Would you say the same? I agree 100%. I think that um, with guys, majority, we're comfortable with how we look. We want to be relaxed. Say we get off of work, we want to just throw on some sweats or some hooping shorts and just, that's it. You know, but a relaxed clothing attire for me is a suit jacket with no tie. I'm I'm relaxed. You know, I can do everything that I need to do. It's still go to the gym. I mean, of course, you have to change it to a whole attire. But yeah, that'd be kind of crazy <laughs> if, if I saw you in the gym one day, like full suit. You got the jacket on and everything because you know it's hard to move in a suit jacket. Like when you're trying to pull your shoulders back, and I see you doing some right. shoulder press. And I'd be, I know I'd be looking at you crazy. People in the gym probably too, right? Yes, yeah, not anybody mm-hmm. that goes in there with a suit on. They're just soaring off. They just want attention. This is fake. That's you know I, you seeing. I would, I would hope I didn't like, see something on. like that. That's like some serial killer type stuff. If you see somebody pull up in the gym with a, with a suit on, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, bro. So a lot of guys get comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, or we get inferior with ourselves or how we look so we dress down they also goes to that confidence not knowing what to pick so we settle for what we know and not Uh, trying to explore that's a good point i never even thought about it like that where uh, i think i think the way you put it was that maybe like low self-esteem or whatever will make guys dress in a lowly way because it's like okay Mm -hmm. i don't want attention on me or maybe i don't deserve attention uh or they don't want to step out of comfort zone like you're saying and take that chance at dressing nice and draw attention to them because they might not have that confidence to wear it i can definitely see Mm -hmm. what you're saying because if you go into heb or somewhere you know after uh your appointments and what you do during the day and you're wearing your full suit people are going to look at you it's going to draw some sort of attention to you and it takes a confident man to not be self-conscious when that type of attention is on them. So I can see how that could resort to a lot of guys just saying, you know, I'm just going to go here in the, in the sweats or like just in the t-shirt or something like that. Yes. Even when, uh, mostly with married guys, you see them say, Oh, my wife just picked something out for me. Mm-hmm. You pick something out for you. Like this is for you. You're wearing this. Mm-hmm. Cater to yourself. You know, men's are, we, we know to be protector providers. You know, that's that's what we are. We we make sure we put everybody else in the front and we put ourselves in the back. It's like we get the scraps, we get the leftovers. And that's what we have to deal with. It's my job to say, it's okay, you know, you did that, but set a little bit to the side for yourself and cater to yourself. This is for you. Or let your wife, your girlfriend, whatever it is you want, boyfriend, uh, let them know birthday valentine's christmas i want a suit i want a tailor shirt i want a tailor pants can i get that you, we have to let we have to voice ourselves mm-hmm. you know sometimes men struggle with self-identification with self-expression we hold everything in and then we explode and then it's like what's wrong with you you know we have to be able 
to be settled, but also be boisterous with things that we want. Mm-hmm. I can see where you're coming from with that, because in a way, and you could say this is something that's been pushed on us, like as our role as men, it's like put other people before us. It, it kind of mm-hmm. seems as though a lot of men see other people's needs, you know, mainly like women's needs or like maybe other people's needs in their family uh, as more important than theirs. And when you get into the mm-hmm. habit of always putting your needs on the back burner, I even talked to a guy about this, in like a recent episode I did where he did like a, a really good talk about this saying that whenever you keep putting yourself on the back burner, whenever you're not taking care of your needs, it makes it to where you can't be the best man that you can be whenever it comes time mm-hmm. for you to serve those other people. And so I like that you brought that up because if you're just putting everything that's important to you on the back burner, you're not developing yourself. You're not growing yourself. You don't in your best mindset. What product are you going to put on the table as far as like service or whatever for the people around you? Right, right. It's going to be low caliber. It's not mm-hmm. You're not going to give your best. I agree with the same, you know, we have to be servants before we can be leaders. I, I agree with that, but at what cost though? Mm-hmm. How much serving do you have to do? Or can you do? You're going to tire yourself out. I think it just need we we just need we need to identify how much we can take and what we want to take and put on ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, what would you say was the uh, the catalyst in a way that made you start to take care of yourself? That made you start to pay more attention to your appearance and uh, make sure that whenever you went out, you were putting your best foot and best face and dress forward. Um, man. Really, since I was young, I always wanted to look good. I always wanted to carry myself well. Goes from my mom. Uh, someone always told her, even when you're feeling down, you got to dress up. You got to dress. You got to look good. When you're feeling down the most, that's when you should dress up the best. Because that's going to pick you up. Like we talk about with the attention. You're going to get a compliment from someone. A stranger complimenting you, you know that's real. Because mm-hmm. they don't know you. They have no reason to lie to you. To, to gas to you fake. up. None of that. Yeah. Right. No reason. So that's they pick me up. You know, and I want to be able, when I go out, someone compliment me. I compliment them back. Or I gain a kind. I want to be able to make sure I'm looking good. I'm feeling good as well. So I can project that onto someone else. I want my energy to be contagious in the right way. You know, I've had that. My mom built me up. She gave me that confidence to where she always told me I can do anything in life as long as I put my mind to it. There's nothing that can stop me. Mistakes don't cost you. They hinder you. They might make it a, the process a little longer, but it doesn't stop you from reaching your goals. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the catalyst for me, just growing up young, wanting more. Because I grew up in Mississippi. I grew up in a small uh, town. So wanting to get out, wanting to see the bigger dream. I always dream big, always. I, I, I see the goals. You have to be obsessed with it. And that's my catalyst of wanting more. Okay. I, I can definitely see that. Now when you put it all together, I can see how that made the connection into what you do today. And uh, there's there's another guy that's local that uh, I've talked to a little bit. He's a much older gentleman. I think he has to be like in his uh, in his 70s or 80s. And so he has a suit shop. And so one of the things that he said that inspired him to do it is he said he grew up poor and he always had the desire to look good. And he said it gave him a sense of fulfillment. It made him feel good 
you know, in his age now to help other people look good and, uh, you know, help do it at, at like in a way that's like not too expensive. That's like worth the value of what he's offering them. So I can kind of see the connection. And it seems like that's something that's common among the people that really take this on is like, you know, their full project that they feel good whenever they make other people feel good about themselves. Yes. Yes. It's always a motivation is when you're younger, something that you didn't have. Mm-hmm. That whenever you're able to get it when you're older, you you get it and you're you're happy for it because you didn't have it when you was younger. That's something that sticks with you. You know, that's the big motivation for a lot of a lot of people. You know, I didn't always have a lot of clothes when I was growing up, but I made it look good to the best of my abilities. Cause my mama always told me, you gotta look good stepping out this house with me. You can't look any kind of, you can't. You, you you can't look you put any, that pressure you, on you huh? early you can't look any kind of way stepping out with me because you're representing me and you're representing yourself mm. so i i tell that to my clients i'm going to make sure you look good matter of fact i'm gonna make sure you look better than me because you putting on my suit you're representing me so you have to look good i'm gonna do the best of my abilities to make sure you looking fabulous in that suit because i want someone to say where you get that suit from. You look good in that suit. That's the point. Because it's mm-hmm. not about me. I'm the man behind the scenes. This is, it's not about me. It's about the brand. It's about the clients. And that's what I push. I got you. I love it. I love it, man. And uh, for the people that are trying to get into dressing better, looking like how you look right now, you know, fresh and everything with the, with the tailored suit, what are some tips that you give people for like fit and all that? Like, where are you some like, where are some of like the things that you think guys make mistakes with the mo- that are like the most common? Where are some of the most common mistakes? Yeah, yeah. be honest with you, the most common mistake is not coming to me. That's the <laughs> most common mistake. <laughs> that's that's the most common mistake. All you have to do is watch this, get my info, come to me. I'll make everything better for you. Uh, another thing is mm-hmm. it's not taking your time with it. Uh, not okay. taking your time rushing rushing through it, you know, or taking someone else's advice that's not an expert on dressing. So it's just like anything else. Sometimes you got to do trial and error. But I can eliminate most of that trial and error if you come to Chase. I'm just putting that out there because I want to make sure everybody is good. Okay, okay. And like, what would you say are like some signs of like a, a poor fitting suit? Like if someone, if someone was like coming in and let's say they were standing side by side with you to the untrained eye, you know, people might not know. But for someone that has a trained eye, what are some signs when you look at a guy standing by you in a suit where you can say that suit does not fit well? It's baggy. Um, the, the whole suit jacket is baggy. The pants are baggy. One, the, the shoulders of it's it's too far over you know you see how mine is you see what's like right at, right, right at it and it drops down yeah. uh-huh right and and it drops down all right the uh, lapel is is too skinny and you have a a bigger chest you know whoever they went to might have been off the rack or the tailor your lapel should go with the size of your chest okay ah, okay yes and also sometimes you see with guys they have the uh like the stitching in the back of their jacket that's that's not cut already 
that's like off the rack most of the time. You talking about like the yeah. strings that are like holding the uh the flap? Yeah. Uh, to like the yeah. jacket, and you're supposed to take yeah. that out, and they don't take that out. You, yes, you're supposed to take that out. Um, your shirts too baggy or it's it's too long. Um, your your jacket not being stitched right on the inside. It's just different things. The the fabric that they might use is man. It's, it's numerous things. Your your pants it's it's too long. It's it's covering your shoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're an older gentleman, most of them wear pleats. If you're a younger guy, you don't want pleats. I see a if I see a younger guy in pleats, my first instinct is thinking, okay, maybe he didn't know if the suit is not all fitting well. He don't know. If the suit is fitting well, okay, he wants that old school style. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking off the rip, you know. But the main thing is 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 the bagginess. The jacket, the length of the jacket is too long. The arms is too big, too bulky. It's too long on the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Same with the shirt. The shirt is is big, or the the size of the neck. It's, it's too big. It, it too comes, much space where you can fit like multiple figures yeah. in there or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming down or even the collar is, is big as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that, that's a lot, but I mean, it, it's a start. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then I guess another question, something that I've noticed and I guess this isn't directly related to suits, but it kind of is relevant shoes. I don't know what type of shoes you buy and all that, but like, one thing that's that's been told to me is like whenever you get like a nice suit, you don't want to wear cheap shoes with it. You want to get the type of shoes that are going to, you know, last you a good bit of time and aren't going to be something that like you end up throwing out, you know, after like, let's say like a year or so. Like something that somebody told me is that for your shoes, like when you're wearing nice suits at at a minimum, you want to get shoes in like the 200 300 dollar range. Is that something that you would agree with? You can. Um you can get shoes cheaper than that uh, online. It don't have to be in that $200, $300 range because I have some, some loafers and dress shoes that I've had like for five, six years. Now I pay like $100 for and they're still, they're still good. Mm-hmm. Long as you getting them, long as you getting them shine, you getting them taken care of, you're not wearing them every day. Uh, they, they're going to last you just like the suits, they'll last you. So if you just want to pay $200, $300, hey, go ahead. You might as well get them custom then if you're going to pay that price. Um, make sure it's something that you really like for that price, though. Mm-hmm. But, but shoes are, like, I could say one of the finishing touches that you can have, one of the great things you can have for a suit. Gotcha, gotcha. And so another question I have for you, is uh, what would you say are like some basics for a person that doesn't know where to start? What would you recommend that they go for to uh, start building that wardrobe and start dressing nicer? Um, you can come to me and now I'll direct you on all of that with the consultations. But I always tell guys three suits that you need to start with, you know, black one, the navy blue one, and a, a dark gray one. Um, those are the the three most common, you can use them. Those are very interchangeable. Um, a, a white shirt as well, a a light blue shirt, and a light pink shirt. You can interchange all of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, you start with them, basic, 
and you'll you'll be on your feet and make sure it gets tailored well it's fitted for you and i promise you you'll go out you'll be looking super great you'll get a lot of attention also the accessories as well i want to pinpoint the accessories the the handkerchiefs the pocket squares the lapel pins um the tie bars you can wear and the neckties as well a great watch also mm-hmm. if you have a bracelet a wrist bracelet you can wear that as well depending on if it's a daytime suit or a nighttime suit depending on the function or event that you're going to but always the the handkerchief pocket square it does something just makes it just look so much more beautiful the lapel pin as well it coordinates it um say you're in a fraternity or you want to represent your job or another group that you're in, wear the lapel pin. That will get people to ask you questions as well. Okay. Okay. And so uh, going back to the suits that you mentioned, if we could talk about the versatility of some of them, I know like with the Navy blue one and the gray one, those like might be, or maybe the Navy blue might be like the most versatile, at least out of those basic ones, I would imagine. But like for, for like, let's say like a black suit, is that something that you would, uh, we have somebody wearing, let's say, at a networking event or something like that, or would they be more so for like super formal stuff, maybe like well, a funeral or uh, anything like that? Oh, it depends on how you dress up the the, the black suit. Um, mm-hmm. If you go, say, you go black suit with a black shirt, you can do that for a networking event. Um, no tie, I would I would say that. Um, black suit, yes, a funeral. Uh, Interview would be great, always great. White shirt, black tie, you can do that. Um, former event, yes, of course. White shirt, bow tie will be great with the black suit. Uh, with the blue, the navy blue suit, it is, it's the most versatile. You can wear the white shirt, you can wear the light blue shirt, and you can wear the, the light pink shirt with it. Mm-hmm. It's so versatile, and you can flip it with a red tie dark blue tie navy tie um you can even go gray tie you can go go light brown with it it's so many things you can do with that because blue is such a great color it can bounce off of so many so many colors to where it's just versatile in this i like to call it the business blue because you see so many businessmen in the navy blue it's in that world. So that's what I like. Then the gray suit, I, I love it because it's straight business professional. Is mm-hmm. I just love a, a gray suit, man, with some black shoes, a white shirt with a dark gray tie or a black tie. Like, man, it, it just means business. Do you like Bordeaux shoes? Like the ones that are like that reddish looking color or some people call them oxblood? Or would you say that's like a little bit too like old school? No, I like old school. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm an old school guy. Yes, yes. I love, I love them. I um my personal style, um, I would say it's more the 1920 because most of my shirts I have the round collar at the end. Um, and that's more from the 1920s. I love the skinny tie. I also do the 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 neck bar. It's a 1920s, 1930s type of uh, type of style as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah. what are Oxfords, man? Do it. His shoes can shoes can make or break it, basically, and a, a, a tie as well. 
so you really curated your style like you have like kind of an era where you really have like an affinity for some of the things that they wore and you put like your own little modern spin on it for today to make it work for you huh yes exactly i'm also a three-piece type of guy i love mm-hmm. the double bre- the double breast um i really love the double breast way it makes you feel way it, it it hugs you you know when you because i work out when you you go to the gym you can feel your gains in the gym when you put on that double breast because you're like, okay, this is this is hugging me nice. I'm feeling, I'm feeling comfortable. I'm feeling good. So, yeah, I know I'm I'm about to look really look good in this suit. People are about mm-hmm. to look at me. I'm having that confidence, and that confidence comes from doing a consultation with me. We talking about things that you like. You know, we we eliminate the things that you dislike. That's why I want to. I ask things that you dislike, and we focus on what you like. We're going to improve it. Whenever you, the things that you focus on, that's what you will think about more. That's with any anything. So we focus in on the positive, and we eliminate the negative. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so, like, compared to your style, what would you say is like the modern style or the thing that's most popular right now? I know that, uh, at least from what I've seen, like back before it was like really like the the slim suits like the super skinny suits and then it seems like you see like maybe some celebrities and different people starting to go back to more of the baggy stuff what is kind of like your take on that or what is like the trend that you've seen like with the people that have been coming to you um i I get a mix uh depending on the age group um some guys they want the, the american standard suit uh where it's not as fitted um, as the as the Italian or the or the English cut, the English cut and the Italian cut are more slimmer, mm-hmm. uh, which I which I prefer because what's the point of having a suit if it's you know not as fitted? Um, me myself, yeah, I prefer the, the slim fitted suit because it looks best. Now I'm not saying the super slim where you have to. You know, lay on the bed and pull your leg. You know, I've, I'm not a fan of that at, mm-hmm. at all. Or the or the suit jackets where the arms are super super tight. I'm I'm not a fan of that. But a nice clean cut fitted suit is what I prefer. And I'm seeing you know with the celebrities they they get to try different things because they're able to. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, they they have a stylist. You know, I want to try this style. I want to try that style. Okay, let's see. Take a picture. You know, they they might set a trend with it. You know, that's what they that's what they like. But me, I stay in my lane. <laughs> I, <laughs> I stick to what I know. Mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna be that guy for my brand to go and to start building baggy suits. That's not what we're established as. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, you have that, um, you have that brand, you have that focus of what you do and that's the thing that you specialize in. And if anything, that's what makes your stuff more special. You, you know what your area is that you stay in and you know what type of product you're trying to get to your clients. You're not venturing into stuff. That's not your bread and butter. You make sure that what you provide is the best of what it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's just like being a, a professional, an expert at your craft. You you perfected. You put in those man hours. You took those power naps, those thirty minute power naps, to wake up 
and to go three to four more hours with what you're doing. You know, you don't see Tiger Woods going, oh, I'm going to go try to play tennis. No, I'm I'm sticking at golf and I'm going to be the best at this. I'm mm-hmm. sticking at making tailor-made suits and I want to be the best at this. I want to crush my other competitors. I want to put them out of business. Like, that's my goal. I'm not in it just to, to be one of, at the bottom. Like, no, this is a competitive business. Chevron, Shell, all of them, they're competing. Why do you think they, their prices go up and down, up and down? Because they want to compete. They want to be the best. I want to be the best. I don't care how long they've been in business. I don't care how many on their team. I want to be numero uno, the suit company, because that's what I have in my heart, and I know I can do it. If I don't do it, I'm leaving leaving that legacy for my kids to do it, my grandchildren to do it. It's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. I'm putting I'm, I'm putting that out there. It's number one. Putting it out there right now with the blinking I'm lights and all that. Everybody, you heard it yeah. here first, right? Everywhere. <laughs> As the, the blimp, you know, Starface, the world mm-hmm. is yours. It's the best clothing code, number one. It's the okay. best. Okay. Hey, I respect it, man. And uh, one question I have for you, and I usually ask this to all my guests as we start to uh, wrap up the end of the interview. The question I have for you is, and it doesn't have to be related to suits or anything like that, is uh, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? You want me to be super honest? Yeah. (laughs) Best piece of advice that I ever received in my life was my biological father before he passed away telling me to listen to my mom that she's never wrong that's the best piece of advice i ever got in my life i've never been led astray from my mom me and my mom relationship is i'm not the i have i I was never the child to to always go run to my mom for everything i've always been that child trying to figure it out on my own and when i couldn't i would be mad because i'm like i have to go see my mom i want to be able to do this on my own and she always wanted you come sooner like the problem's a little bigger now because you ain't come sooner i'm like i'm trying to figure this out for me she's like i'm here i'm your parent this is what i'm here for you know my mom's our relationship is i've never cussed out never disrespected her she's never cussed me out never wrongly put her hands on me in any kind of way it always been a super love, uh, super respect there and, and honor from me to her, you know, and that's how I want to be able to, to carry that on with my children and with my employees because everybody, I don't know, not one person that hates my mom. I can't that says, oh, I don't like her. And I'm not just tooting her horn because she's my mom, but I've seen this so many times in Mississippi, Georgia, here, everywhere. She's a lovable person. She's just super honest and real. And I respect her for that. And that's the best advice I ever got in my life. She sounds like a wonderful woman. I appreciate you sharing that answer. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. She is. My my father now, I tell him all the time, you're a lucky man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, bro. That's what it sounds like. 
But uh, yeah, that wraps up another episode of Improvement. If you guys like the content, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to it on. And uh, if you also like to find more of the content, make sure you go to improvementpodcast.com. That is improvementpodcast.com. And also, if you're interested in mindset or identity coaching, you can go to the contact portion on my website right there, and you'll be able to send me an email to get some information about that. But uh, hey, Chase, for the people that want to find you and would like to check out your business, where should they go? Um, you can go to the business page on Instagram. That is Estevez Clothing Co. You can go to my personal page. That is International Chase. You can also hit me up on email. That is EstevezSuitsFW at gmail.com. So please hit me up. Um, my number is on Instagram. I don't, I don't want to get it out <laughs> like right. that right, <laughs> right. Now. That's understandable, so, um, yeah. Yeah, please hit, hit me up. Um, I'm glad to work with anybody. Uh, as I always tell each client, I want to be able to tell you, welcome to Top 5. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, Chase. All right, you too, man. Stay blessed.